Oh, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified. And this section 2, we are talking on the territorial church. Uh, uh, uh. The territorial church. The territorial church. I'm going to expand your mind in this series. So that every one of you is a cell leader now. Every one of you. More churches are coming from you. Amen. So that this is the territorial church. So yesterday, just to give a recap. Let's go back to Genesis 1. Just to give you a recap of yesterday. Genesis 1 verse 1 to 5. Genesis 1 verse 1 to 5. It says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness, and he called the light day, and he called the darkness night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So now, we said that that is God's plan, and we said, let there be light is not a one-time event, it's a continuous event. So we can simply say, let there be light in our city, let there be light in our nation, let there be light in our campuses. Does it make sense? Let there be light. So we said that that is God's plan. And we said that in God's plan, man was created in his image, Genesis 1 verse 26. And we said that image is a man who has believed the gospel. And he has given that man an assignment to multiply, to replenish, to subdue, to have dominion. So now, we are looking at the territorial church. The territorial church. The, the, the entire body of this series is fighting the war. So we are just speaking it in different aspects. Yesterday night, we progressed and we just... What we did yesterday night was just to give us an introduction as a call to arms into what we are about to share. But today we are looking at the territorial church. So David prophesied something. In Psalm 2, verse 1 to 8. Psalm 2, verse 1 to 8. Look at Psalm 2, verse 1 to 8. He says, Why do the earth rage? And why do the people imagine evading? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsels together against the Lord and against the anointed saying, Let us break their bounds asunder. And cast away their cord from us. He that sitteth in heaven shall laugh. Hallelujah. And the Lord shall have them in very soon. They shall speak with them. They shall speak unto them in the road. And verse in their source. Displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon the holy of Zion. I will decree, declare the decree. The Lord has said to me. That my soul. This day I might be gotten. In verse 8 he now says. Ask of me, Hanya, and I will give thee the earth for their inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for their possessions. Ask 
You know, I, I love that song. It's the beat I like. I like the beat and I like the words. It says, you said, ask and I'll give you the nations. We are going to ask for the nations in 2023. We are going to ask for cities. We are going to ask for places because they are our inheritance. If you listen to Glory Meetings very well, how many of you have listened to Glory Meetings again and again? The things I shared in Glory Meetings. I think we need to set, we need to call it, I think we need to sit down together and call it a topic so that it can be a series. I don't know if you agree. So instead of calling it a Glory Meeting, we'll call it, a, we'll give it a name. The name of the series. Let's go think about it. It says, ask for me and I will give thee the eating for thy inheritance, and the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. So, inheritance in the scriptures has never been about material things. No. Inheritance, possessions, has never been about material things. In verse, look at in verse 6. It says, Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. That word, the holy hill of Zion, is a prophetic reference to the church. That is, the church is God's one Zion. Look at it, Hebrews 12, verse 23 to 22 to 23. Hebrews 12, verse 22 to 23. Hebrews 12, verse 22 to 23. Hebrews 12, verse 22 to 23. Just to explain that Zion. It says, But ye have come to Mount Zion, Unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and the innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and to the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to the spirit of the judge of all, and to the spirit of all the just men made perfect. So, so to the spirit of the just men made perfect. So he now says, so that shows to us that the holy hill of zion is a prophetic reference to the church in acts 13 verse 28 to 33 at 13 verse 28 to 33 you will see that upon the resurrection at 13 verse 28 to 33 it says upon the resurrection of jesus we see him reigning as the king in mount zion that is the church so now that raises an important question to us what exactly is the essence and implication of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead? What is the implication? You look at in Psalm 110 verse 1 to 1, Psalm 110 verse 1 to 2, Psalm 110 verse 1 to 2. So, if we see that the church is God's monsignment and upon the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus is reigning as the king in monsignment, that is the church. That raises an important question to us. What exactly is the implication of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead? Another, so this prophecy of David will answer it for us. Psalm 110 verse 1 to 2. Like I said, you have to broaden your knowledge. You have to open your mind in this time because we are, I'm expanding your knowledge. Does that make sense? Psalm 110 verse 1 to 2. And the Lord said to unto my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. 
rule thou in the midst of thy enemy. So he says, the Lord shall, the Lord said unto my Lord, refers to the Father and the Son. That is, the Father said to the Son, Jesus, to sit at his right hand until his enemies are made a fool's too. Now, I've explained to you that sitting on the right hand simply refers to his reign, his dominion. Are you getting me? An authority, a power. That is, as a king in the church. So Jesus is reigning so that the enemies are made his fools too. Can we say that? That Jesus is reigning so that the enemies can be made his fools too. So when you think of enemies, what exactly comes to your mind? When you think of, oh, these are the enemies. These are enemies. What, what is the thing that comes to your mind? You know, so many things can come to your mind. Somebody in the movie, a villain in the movie, or the the if you if you grew up in Africa, it could be maybe that old woman in your street that always look at you somehow. You can be like that's the enemy. No. No. The scriptures is because for what is what the scriptures instructed us to even pray for our enemies in Mark 5, in Matthew 5, verse 44. It says, But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. So when Jesus, so when David is saying that the Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy fools too. What exactly is David referring to? What does David refer to Jesus' enemies that must be made his fools too? Now, remember I said something yesterday. And I said that God's plan is to subdue, right? Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. And we said we are subduing the operations of the kingdom of darkness, right? Yes, sir. So we are subduing the operations of the kingdom of darkness on the earth as God's kingdom advances. So we know that the enemy of God's kingdom is the operations of darkness. The enemy of God's kingdom are the operations of darkness. The enemy of God's kingdom are the operations of darkness. So, as a believer, you must understand. Look at what happened when John was born. Zachariah spoke by prophecy. Luke 1, verse 70 to 79. Look at, let's go there. Luke 1, verse 70 to 79. So he says, he says, sit at my right hand till I make the enemies their fools too. So, we already said that God's plan is to subdue the work of the enemy, right? Now, look at Luke 1, verse 17 to 79. Let's see something. Zechariah spoke by prophecy here. And let's see something. Let's see. Zechariah spoke by prophecy. Luke 1, verse 17 to 79. He says, As he spake by the mouth of the holy prophet, which, has, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, are you seeing it now? Follow carefully. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore unto the father Abraham that he will grant unto us that we might be delivered out of the hand of the enemies and might serve him without fear. Are you seeing it? In holiness, righteousness before him and all the days of our lives. And thou, Child shall be called the prophet of the eyes. For thou shalt now. This is, is a prophecy of John the Baptist that when John was born, 
And thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto the people by the remissions of their sins. Though it is true the tender mercies of our God, whereby the day spring from our eye has visited us. Look at the verse 79. It says, to give light to them that sit in darkness. You know, I told you yesterday, I said, darkness is a spiritual reality. Yes, sir. So, when you see darkness in the Bible, is it talking about a physical something? No, it's a spiritual reality. So, when it says to sit, to give light to them that sit in darkness, and in shadow of death, to guide our feet onto the way of peace. So, now, Zachariah mentions, or some word Zachariah mentions as enemies. He mentioned sin. He mentioned darkness. He mentioned death as enemy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. You see what is mentioned. You see now, in verse 71, it says that we'll be saved from our enemies. Are you seeing it? In verse 74, it says, our enemies might serve him under fear. In verse 79, it says, to sit in darkness, to give them to, to give light to them that sit in darkness. So, he mentioned enemies as sin, darkness, and death. Paul further gave us light. Paul gave us some light in 1 Corinthians 15. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. He shed some light on this fact. He says that the Father will put all authority and power under the sun, that the end will come. All of those things. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24 to 28. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24 to 28. Is your mind open? Yes, sir. It has to open it. So now we understand darkness now, right? Yes, sir. We understand light now. Yes, sir. Is it a physical ball? No, sir. Is darkness a physical darkness? No, sir. It's spiritual reality. Yes. So look at what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24 to 28. It says, There comments the him, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall put down all rule and authority and power till he must reign till he have put look at what he says again till he have put what all, all enemies under his feet look at what he now says in verse 26 the last enemy that shall be destroyed is what in essence in verse 27 it says for he had put all things under his feet so that what are the old things can we say death enemies right yes. he has put all things under his feet that he has said are put under him and it is manifest and it is expected which will be put all things under him in verse 28 and that says and when all things shall be subdued unto him then shall the son also himself be subject unto him that has put all things under him that god may be whole in all now some what paul says this is the last enemy that will be destroyed is what death. so and that is because death will be swallowed up by the mortality on the day of the Lord, that thing we call rapture, we are using it in code. Like I said, there is no way in scripture that uses the word rapture. It's just a term that they brought in to the Christian world a couple of years ago. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is no word in the entire Bible called R-A-P-T-U-R-E, rapture. Are you getting what I'm saying? We, what the Bible says is the day of the Lord, resurrection morning, things like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, those things we are going to explain it as the year's progress. So, that, so, death will be swallowed up by mortality on the day of the Lord. And that's the day we call, in quotes, rapture. So, sin, sickness, diseases, 
Wagner's death are enemies that must be brought under the authority of Jesus. So when we see sicknesses, when we see diseases, when we see sin, when we see darkness, when we say darkness now, we can say the oppressions of the devil, right? Yes, sir. So when we see so many unbelievers gathered somewhere, what is that? Darkness. Darkness. Because that's the oppressions of the devil moving around. Are you seeing it now? Yes, Are you, is your mind opening, guys? Yes, if you understand, let me see your hands. Good. So, what exactly is Jesus doing through the church? You know, I told you yesterday, I said, a lot of people don't even know what the church is all about. The, the, the body of this session is called the Territorial Church. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the, if you want to have a title for this session, it is called the Territorial Church. So now, what exactly is Jesus doing through the church? He is subduing sin. He is subduing darkness and death. So it is important for us to understand that we do not deviate from the mission of the church in our days. Because there are a lot of local churches busy doing everything but what they are actually sent to do. A lot of churches are doing suya night, barbecue money, uh, pizza night, games day. <laughs> Just, you know why they do it? Just to get everybody's attention. I'm not saying it's bad though, but we can't do it. I'm sorry. I have so much to teach that to be doing barbecue night. I'm not even scratching the surface of it. I'm already preparing and teaching that I want to teach this January. God and racism. I have to teach it because we have to break the racial walls. Are you getting what I'm saying? This January anticipate the series. God and racism. We have to break the racial walls. That is what is on my mind. How I'm preparing the series, I'm going to break it down so that it's very simple. So that when anybody listens to it, they will not come and be telling me to let's be doing barbecue night, um, suya money, um, pizza day, indoor games. You know, I went to a church. What I took a disciple, a, a supposedly trying to be a disciple. I took him to the church. I was the one that forced him to go. No, I didn't know what they were all about because in on campus they discipled us. I don't know if you get They taught us the word. This and that. They taught us to come over. You know, in the coming over, what are you expecting? The same thing now. The same thing that they taught you. The same you pray together. You fellowship. Ah, as we got there, brothers and sisters, I regretted it. So the person. So you know, I was even motivating this guy. Let's go. Let's go. The guy was not even ready to go. As we got there, they just gave us a short word. When I say short word, it was the, the word was like vapor. 20 minutes, they were like, let's be all, let's hurry up, we don't have time. You don't have time. And we spent the entire almost three hours playing basketball. Everybody grouped. We learned doing monopoly. Some people took another session doing monopoly. Other people another session. They were taking it. That's it. And there's fruit. So there's a, there was a lot of you know those things are enticing. Where there's a lot of food, that brother just told me, I like this church. This is my church. Ah! I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made a mistake. I was crying. What is this? There was no time. And we had time to play basketball. It will never be said in our church that we have the basketball court. It's, no matter how they want to draw the plan of the church we are going to build, 
basketball court can never be it can never be this. What is the meaning of that stupidity? I can't imagine that in post touch there's a basketball. <laughs> Paul will write another letter. Oh ye supernatural church. Who has bewitched you? <laughs> I can't imagine it. What is basketball in the church? They say, you know, we, we created this hall for, for, for food. Food that is food we came to eat in church. So, we, you know, we, we want to do some anger. You can just gather together. We call it a community, a community room. Yeah. So, a lot of churches are. That's how we went to one church one time. Pastor, if he was very angry, I needed to make sure we went to, I think we went to Missouri or something. We were looking for church to enter. Ah! But he said, we just have to attend Sunday service. Let's just go somewhere. So we shall Google the place we went. Ha! The church service looked like, like they're about to see. <laughs> you know, that's what There was, as we entered, there was a coffee shop. Ha! So you, you zip coffee, you know. You know, Americans, Americans are very funny. 40 minutes, they cannot stay in service. You know, the lifespan, the attention span of people is about 40 minutes. So, if you the, the, the teach them for about 40 minutes, let them go take coffee and then come back. Oh, you, if you lose your attention when I'm teaching, you will find it back. <laughs> your attention will come back when I'm teaching. When I'm still going for several hours, you are Lose it, you will find the concentration back. <laughs> Lose the attention. <laughs> Lose it. As you are dozing, dozing, you wake up and continue taking your notes. <laughs> your attention span, so you don't take coffee. I can't imagine that. You think if Utiko had coffee to drink, he will die? <laughs> you think if Utiko, you don't understand. Utiko has gone to work. That day, Baba just, you know, we looked at the closer look in that house 17. Paul, it wasn't a regular teaching meeting. Paul only came to visit. It was a visit that Paul came to do with them. In that house 17 that Uti called them. It was a visit. It's like saying, I came to Indiana to visit your church. And that visit, <laughs> one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. I'm still teaching. Six hours. Ah. And in this Bible seven hours in this seven hours. I'm still teaching. That was what happened. Ah, what is it? Bible says, what is it called? Fender and die. You know the beauty about it? They did not stop service. They woke him up and he continued. They give him food. <laughs> he continued service. You are not saying attention span. It's 40 minutes. Ah. Jesus took all believers to wither to the wilderness. You know what wilderness is? You know, wilderness is not what we have around though. There is GPS. That's not we. There's Wi-Fi can still work in wilderness. AT&T can still carry your service in wilderness. That's not wilderness. Wilderness means wilderness. All believers and Jesus took them for three days and was teaching. Do you know for Jesus to pity them? You don't understand. Do you not pity them for the word that they received? I said, we cannot chase the people fainting. <laughs> so we were already looking like they were going to die. So 
churches don't even know their purpose. They don't even know what, why God called them a church. I told you yesterday that my small says something, and that thing, that thing always blessed me. I used to hear my pastor say that that thing blesses me. Since when the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is in everything. It's just like people pray in tongues and they expect that praying in tongues will help them pass an exam. That's an abuse. You don't know the reason for praying in tongues. Go and read. Are you getting what I'm saying? Go and read. So when the purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse is in everything. So, there are a lot of local churches that are busy doing everything but what they are actually sent to do. It doesn't matter how noble it is. They are doing pizza night. They are doing suya Sunday. They are doing uh, barbecue money. They are doing jeans, jeans service. Just coming, a touch of, you know, Christmas just came now. A touch of rest service. Um, okay. eh? A touch of green. Matching day. Matching day. sweater. Which other one? Makeup Sunday. Saint Valentine's Day. I can't imagine that. That's the worst thing to celebrate in this our church. I will not. I will not tell you. Bring. So I went to a church on the Valentine's Sunday. They say, bring your significant other down. They say, ah, you must bring a partner. Ah, what if you know? Ah. So you, you must bring, so you gotta rent a partner. So you gotta rent a partner. So they say, if you don't have a partner, sit this side. Jesus is your partner for this office. <laughs> it can't happen. It can't happen. There's no, there's no. We don't have time for frivolities. Are you getting what I'm saying? We don't. We don't. So it doesn't matter how noble what they are doing is, if it is not the mission of God or the mission that God gave, see, let me tell you the truth. They are laboring in vain. All those decisions, all in the attempts to get people, is because they don't pray. I tell my friends, I say, see, a lot of preachers in America, let me tell you, they are very strong on the political system. Should I tell you why? Especially in America, I've done a study on it. They are very strong on, ah, the Republicans must be in power. They, they don't like that. Joe Biden is our president now. They don't like it. Because they say, I think there's a rule, they say that uh, the Republicans favor the churches more than the Democrats. So that's why, you know, doing, doing uh, Trump's time, Trump gave churches free money. Uh, the church I was serving on that day, we, we collected 20k. Yeah. Trump gave churches free money. You just apply for some loans and it's forgivable. Yeah. But in Biden's era. <laughs> so why do you think they will like him? Are you getting what I'm saying? But it's because churches are lazy. We don't want to contend for the power of God again. So, all to, so let me tell you what, what was happening during the election period. You knew now, different prophecies for were flying out across the hemisphere. Trump will win again. This will end again. Oh Lord. 
People were even praying in tongues. They were even sending the spirit of uh, Africa to enter Donald Trump. Donald Trump was entered. Who's it? Because of what is going to happen in Israel. You know, they started bringing prophecies that does not make sense. <laughs> As the Lord dealt with Israel, did one thing with Israel. The Lord is rebuking America. I will do. <laughs> Just so that somebody will enter to favor. Yeah! Yeah! Do you know what $20,000 is? Ah! They give me that kind of money like this. Eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it's God. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> ah, so a lot of preachers, <coughs> even me, I was almost tempted. Ah, I started looking at the job again. I don't like the public answer, <laughs> but I started seeing all the pros and cons. I was almost tempted. I'm here to support this guy. But there is is because they are lazy. They can't pray. All they have is call. You don't understand. The devil is dealing with their churches, dealing with their ministry, and they are sipping coffee. They, <laughs> other things are their prayer department is not working, but their coffee machine is working. <laughs> you don't understand. Their evangelism department is not working. But their volleyball court is active. They are, you know, no, it's no more youth serving, it's youth alive. <laughs> youth alive service. Youth must be alive. So come in the evening with the jeans and, the, and, the, and your crocs. And your white top. So, so that we can enjoy the Lord together and praise Him. And you know, now there are a lot of, a lot of praise jams. Now, this is 31st, now it's going to be praising me to the year. As you praise your way to the year, oh, as you praise him in the sanctuary, you will not enter the water. <laughs> so, a lot of churches are busy doing what God has not sent them to do. Ah! May that not happen in our church. Amen. See, the very day I start telling you, guys, let's do Jean Sunday. Start praying for me. I'm saying it now so that I will not be tempted Sunday. Just say, hey, Pastor is about to miss it. Hey, hey, hey. I just said it. I said, you know, Thanksgiving, we obviously celebrate Thanksgiving just to bring people together, all of those things. But we, on the normal Sunday service, nothing is happening. I just start telling people, guys, I just feel late. That we should just do a pizza, pizza money. Ha! Just say, ah, just handing it down. Ah, Allah, Kuabao. This pastor is about to miss it. <laughs> just have praise. If you have to declare fasting, declare it. It's never going to happen here. Ah, I've not even, I've not even scratched the surface of messages I have to share. 54 Sundays in the year is not even enough for me to teach what I want to teach. And that will do pizza Sunday. Pizza. Paul said, I'll eat you out out where you can eat. <laughs> why, why must he be in church? But what? Very short. 20 minutes, they are done. You know? And what they share in that word is, I 
as you rise to the top and to the top as you triples and you move in the equals, you just move and you just like wow. Preach up, pastor, preach up, pastor. You stop, you stop, you stop. And uh, oh, we don't really have time. We're just going to continue from here tomorrow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's give our offerings quickly. Hallelujah. Amen. They don't have time. But they will spend time worship. And they do not have time for what? That's how I went to a church last year. One hour service. Ah, I just thought to myself. One hour, I'm still sharing second Timothy 3. And one hour. So we were already done with service. The first one that I attended, I first thought maybe it's a special service. Something is happening to maybe a church member that they want to quickly run and catch up to meet. So I entered the service. I came in early. They sang. They don't say, there was no opening prayer. Obviously, they cannot be praying in that kind of church. So that it's one hour. Wait, what time do you finish prayer inside? Like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you now. They just came. Nine o'clock. It was a nine o'clock service. Hallelujah, praise God. We want to praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy? How many of you have had a great week this morning? You've had a great week. You see, the Lord has seen us through from Monday to Saturday to Sunday. Now we are here again. Just lift your hands and let's just bless God. Beautiful worship. Ah! The, the way they stand out you, you feel like God wants to move. But it's a like strings. They had a lot of instruments. That's why you must know how to substitute. I'm going to teach you substitute man for good. You have instruments, but there's no power. It is looking like ah, ah, God is here. They lie. They know. They know how to rev it up. They started that way. Then what happened? We took offering. Ah. Then the pastor came and taught. So I was still thinking, nice someone. They taught us Jeremiah. I saw Jeremiah in a different light. They had word in that place. It's just that's why I kept going. Because I saw Jeremiah in the, the book of Jeremiah in a different approach that day. So he opened my eyes to certain things in the book of Jeremiah. And I was like, ah, wow. Nice word. But it was very short. 30 minutes were done. Ah, I 30 minutes I was still struggling. I was still looking at the text again. I was still trying to take note again. And I just said, alright, so we're going to continue. Ah, I checked my mind. You know, <laughs> I checked my visual. We're going to continue. So this place next week. So I I thought that okay something was happening. I was like ah. So I, I told myself I'm coming back on Sunday because they did Jeremiah one two. They were doing book by book study. So they did Jeremiah one two three. I'm like ah wow. So I was like okay I will see three to maybe much more later. Then we sang again. Ah no prayer and that was it. That's it. We are we are dismissed. So I had to ask, so I came back the next Sunday, it was the same pattern. And I had to ask somebody that was telling me, ah, this is my church. He said, he's a Nigerian man. And so he's from Ileluji, I will never forget. I said, ah, I said, sir. He said, ah, this church is good, dude. He said, better, better be coming. Ah. I said, but they don't pray now. He said, ah, what are we praying about? I said, ah, this one. <laughs> this one does not understand it. He said, what are we what to exactly do you want to pray about? Don't you have the money you are looking for in this time, in this country? When purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is in everything. So he thought prayer is about God, let there be light, physical light, let there be money, 
Let there be joy. So he thought he had everything. What is he praying again for? Ah, I just told myself, ah, I can't be here except I want to pass line. I should be in where they are doing one hour service. No prayer. Because when you start staying here too long, you will start seeing reasons why it is a good service. I don't even know what I'm talking about. You will start convincing yourself that, ah, uh-uh, it's the will of God. What should I even be praying to? I mean, you know, that guy is just chasing our life. Three hours, six hours, ah, ah. And we have to stand. We in the scripture, they say we should stand. You start, you start, everything will just be coming to your head at once. Must anything be difficult? So, people don't even know the essence of church. They don't. What we call the local church is the church of Jesus in a specific locality and territories. Now, I'm going to be very specific. What we call the supernatural community church as our church is the church of Jesus. So, if the local church is in a particular territory, the plan of God is still that genesis. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is not to be doing Suya night. It's not to be doing Pizza Monday. You know, there are so many churches that have so many activities but evangelism. So many activities but healing the sick. I'm not joking, no. There are churches, they meet weekly, game night, and they are faithful with it. Pizza Monday, they are faithful with it, this and that, but they don't do evangelism. They don't do powerhouse churches, where we just deliberately go out to heal the sick. They don't do all of those things. They don't even know how to. They don't even have a night where they say, let us pray. So we said yesterday, or in the midnight, and we said that, we have a plan, and God's plan for a man who has believed the gospel is that he will multiply, right? Yes. He will subdue the earth, right? Yes. He will have dominion. Yes. That is also Jesus' plan for the church. So, the essence of our gathering, why does God want us to gather? So that you are well equipped and trained to do his plan. So the mission of a church demanded to if, if somebody asks you what is the mandate of the supernatural community church? It is to light up the dark places. That is God's mandate. So we did not pick up a mandate from somewhere. We picked up a mandate from the scriptures. Our mandate is to light up the dark places. And how many of you know that Rochester needs to be lighted up? Yes, sir. I don't know if you know that New York needs to be lighted up. IUPUI, Bloomington, North Drain, everywhere, Atlanta, Boston needs to be lighted up. So, anywhere our church is, we are going to subdue it. So, we have fellowships in various schools, various locations. What is the essence of that fellowship in that place? Why? Why did God plant you in that place? To subdue sin, to subdue darkness and death in that particular territory. Remember, this is the territorial church. That's what I'm studying. So, 
I'm making you understand something. Everywhere our work is, listen to me, we are going to subdue sin. We are going to subdue darkness. We are going to subdue deaths in that place. So we are, we are like God. So why did God put us as a church in a city? So that we can light up that city. So the essence of a church in a particular territory is not so that... So we are going to plant more churches, right? We trust God for more. We're going to have several branches, several locations. We're going to be in several countries. The essence is not so that we'll be shouting, Wow, guys. Hallelujah. Uh, Lord, look at what the Lord is doing in Brazil. Look at what the Lord is doing in Mexico. Oh, wow. What we have, uh, we're in 10,000, uh, we're in about 100,000 cities right now. Oh, look, glory. I mean, I'm not feeling like <laughs> I'm the man of God. Yeah. Have you seen my children? Our children is uh, uh, Germany. Can never happen. The person I follow does not do it. It can never happen to me. I will never be loud on things like that. Never. God forbid. The essence of our our presence in that place is to what? Subdue what? Subdue what? And what? And death in that place. So that church is to enforce the rule of God's kingdom in that particular territory. So, you can gather two people together, both of you are in church, in that city. What is your mission? Subdue. Subdue sin, darkness, death. Subdue what? Darkness and death. That is God's plan. So, when Jesus first spoke of the birth of the church, he mentioned that the church, he mentioned that he will give the church the keys to enforce heaven in earthly places. Look at Matthew 16, what he told Peter. Let's go to Matthew 16. It's going to make, it's going to make sense to you now. So, you can understand what church is all about, right? Yes, so, church is not about where you wear jeans Sunday to, right? Yes, um, let me come and look good. Uh, it's not, is it good to you have to look good, obviously? It's not where you come and slay and do and the best dress. You know that so churches do such a thing. In in end of the year, like they say, we want to appreciate Sister Ayomide Betiku for being the best dressed sister in the year. So come and collect your award. <laughs> <laughs> We want to appreciate brother in King for being the brother that efforts by the pizza. Just <laughs> <laughs> you know, give those kind of reward. Best so winner. We want to appreciate brother Noah. He went through hell. Yes, he they, they called him, they called him a cultist and he came out successfully. Brother, come and get your meal. I will eat one life and I will see the life. It can never happen here. Only Jesus will reward you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The very minute I start doing such a thing, you have gotten your reward. Better don't allow me to do it. 
So you, are, you, you pray for me. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? It's only God in heaven that has to reward you on you. Are you hearing me? The very minute I said, guys, I just, I just feel like we should just appreciate Sister Indidi for her contribution, her immense, ah, her glorious impact in the supernatural community church for being that sister. Ah! Words cannot describe it. cannot atone for the sins that she has remitted. The very minute we want to do that, we have started losing it. So just do it though. I saw a church. I'm not joking. On Instagram. No, on Twitter. A couple of days ago. They said, because of Christmas service, they said the first, the best theory dressed will be rewarded. And let me tell you, the, the pastor rewarded the person on Twitter. I'm not joking. I was surprised to it. I was not surprised. No. I was not surprised. So, he announced it on Twitter that this coming Sunday, we're going to reward. It's a little touch of red, and we're going to reward the best dress. So, guys, tell me, what mindset are you going to take to church that Sunday morning? So you gotta look good. You have to look good, right? Go You're going to wake up early, do your makeup. Get it done. You have a dress before you got a ribbon on that one. So when you see that in church, what's going through your mind? Who is going to? So you know they're going to teach the word there, but with the word enter. No sir. That's a distracted service, and that's what some people call church. So, are you saying that all we've been, all I've been training you for, some of you that have been with me for years, you say I'm not wrong. <laughs> you say I say I'm not wrong. All my late night service, you shall say I'm not wrong. Because God wants his army to be trained. He wants, see, he doesn't want to have people. You know, I told you yesterday, I said, it's like saying, you are in a war. You go to Russia now. God sends you to Russia. And you are, you get there, as you say. You, you see Russia, shoot it. You are wrong. <laughs> you become like the Nigerian police. Now I don't face you. You stand around him. Instead of you to face the wall squarely, you stand around him from the wall. Why did American ship you? To the country. <laughs> that's exactly how Christians are. And that's because of the kind of churches they attend, the parish of pastor they have. Are you getting me? So they are not trained. They are not. 
They are not. They are not trained. They are not. Look at what Jesus told Peter in, in Matthew 16, verse 16 to 19. Are you, are you getting blessed? Yes, you have to. He says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjuna, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father wishes in heaven. And he says, that thou, Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. And the what? The gates of hell will not prevail against thee. Look at what that says in verse 19. I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Look at what it is. And that key refers to authority. He gave him authority. So what this scripture means is that for the kingdom of God that is heaven now, when we say kingdom of God now, we are talking of heaven. Remember we did a differentiation yesterday, I would say heaven is the immaterial world, right? So for the kingdom of God that is heaven to come on earth, the church will have to bind and lose. We will have to bind the operations of the enemy. So what is the essence of the local church in a place? Why did God send us to Rochester? Why did God send us to Bloomington? Not to dream. To have our churches there. To have our work there. Because our work is to bind the oppressions of the devil in that place. Is it making sense? Yes, yes, so it means the devil is scared of churches in a location. That is why he wants churches to close down. That is why he wants your disciples in your fellowship not to come to church. So that you will be discouraged. That is why he wants so many. He doesn't want us to have a church building. And let's use it like that. Let's come home. That's why he doesn't want us to have a place. He wants them to keep chasing us from one place to another, even when we do not do anything. Because we are a threat to his kingdom. Why is it that we prayed? In the particular location we went to at some point, we prayed that they said we should leave the place. We that prayer was a threat to his kingdom in that place. He knew that ah, if this one stay here, my work will not expand. So he works with men, he makes them angry. Oh yeah, let them not stay. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we have to bind the operations of the enemy. We have to lose the operations of the kingdom of... Uh, and we have to lose the operations of the kingdom of God. So God wants to establish his reign of the, the reign of his kingdom in every territory. And the local church is how it's going to be done. He wants his reign in every city, every county, every looks and crannies. That's why I like the redeemed vision. He says that we have a church, five minutes walking distance. Ah, that's such, that's such a vision. Redeem's goal is to have a church in every five minutes walking distance. That means they want to conquer territories. You know, let me tell you another vision. To have at least a member of Redeem Church in every family. Pastor Adeboe is wild. So when you see redeeming in 196 countries, their church, they know what they are doing. I was looking at it a couple of days ago. Pastor Adeboe was 
visiting almost several cities. He did not do Christmas home. When we were wearing red and blue, this man was in different outreaches preaching. Why? He knew, he knows what to do. And we too, we are smarter. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. The kingdom of God has to advance. Yes, sir. God will not do it himself. He has chosen to use us. We are that man that God will use. So, any church that wants to fulfill its territorial mandate must be ready to do what? To go for war. That's why we are studying this series, Fighting War. So, in Bloomington, you have to fight. In North Rain, you have to fight. In IUPUI, you have to fight. In UR, you have to fight. In RIT, you have to fight. It's a fight. The devil does not want you in that school. You know, the several people that have been saved already through you in that school, you now think he wants you to be established there. He has seen your pre, he has seen your prelude. You know that sir? Then he, now, he think he wants you to be established. He's going to fight. Why do you think they call uh, kidney cultist? <coughs> Is to destabilize him now. Is he a cultist? No, he is not. But they want to give him a false impression. So when they see him, they will stifle the message. His message will be stifled. So, any church, that is any cell meeting too, any cell group that wants to fulfill his territorial mandate must be ready to go for war. Because Satan hands over his captives without a fight. Satan never, sorry, hands over his captives without a fight. Satan does not just bow down. He does it. They have to be a fight. He doesn't just surrender. Satan is not like, let you be light, you just surrender. No. They have to be a fight. Neither does his demon just naturally pack out. His demons will not just live like that. You see, you see him disturbing people, this and that. No. And you just say, the name of Jesus, you get out. You have not prayed, no power backing you up. The name of get out. You think he will do. He just look at you. Remember that story of uh, seven sons of Sinai? All I do, who are you? He's not, he wanted to fight, they, they beat those boys. <laughs> that fight. So you want to deliver, we deliver him. <laughs> so neither does his demons pack out of his territory unless they are forced out. They have, we have to force them away. And how many of you know that this America we are living in? Demons are deal. We have a lot of witchcraft demons. Devil in operation, but it's coded because people have tush and the code is winter, everything is good, there's light. There is more, I believe personally, that there's more witchcraft in this our city than Africa. I believe it honestly. There is more demons 
is this our city than in Africa? Because there is no street where they are not shouting, Oluo! In Nigeria. You, they can't stay in that kind of place. But yeah, there is a thousand and one street where they are not praying. I don't think we are getting what they If we are not mistaken as a church, this should be our tenth location. <laughs> since, I've moved, since I've moved to Rochester, this should be, if I'm, if I'm to count very well, our ninth or tenth location we used. Jesus Christ. What do you think is happening? It's a fight. And I'm happy. If it's not happening this way, I will be scared. <laughs> the, kind, the kind of prayer we are praying, they are not used to it in this city. Prayer that causes earthquake. We did glory meeting Friday session. We, we just prayed opening prayer. We did not do prayer meeting, guys. Opening prayer, just introduction as pastor comes to minister. <laughs> that is what shook the entire beauty. And they say, ah, no, you can't use it again. <laughs> you don't understand. We did not do, we did not do three hours prayer meeting. Just, I think we left prayer for like 30 to 40 minutes. And I kept to preach. Just 30 to 40 minutes. Let's just, as we, we are expecting to receive, <laughs> our, our hearts are open to receive, our hearts are open to receive and that shook the entire hotel. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they think we wanted to come and do Suya night? The devil saw it like, eh, imagine what one bell, don't let them enter. <laughs> Is a fight. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Is a war. <clears throat> Some of you, you, I'm sure you saw intense persecution much more. Especially when I started telling you to walk around your locations. Why? It has to happen. You are you are subduing the place. It has to. <coughs> Persecutions are our food. They make us stronger. So, devils, demons, does not pack out of eternity unless they are hostile. So, dominating and taking an entire territory is not mere confession. It's not, I take over this city. This city is mine. <laughs> as, as I, as, wherever the land of my city. A step up, I possess what you need. Oh, it's not for, it's not for conversion. It's, it's a fight. It's a war. It's not for conversion, affirmation, and mission statement. It's a war. If you study God's word, it shows us that there are principalities and powers and darkness over territories. See, I, I can tell you for a fact. If there is something I know in this New York that is hanging in the air is that 
there is a spirit that works with young people to distract them. That's one thing. Distraction is the is number one thing. It seems like anybody that enters New York is just distracted. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Especially young people that started with clubbing, started with um, drinking, smoking, meeting wrong people, doing something. That's a spirit. And we're going to arrest it. Amen. All our campuses, we're going to arrest distraction from the heart of the young. Amen. We're going to first deal with it from the root. Yes, sir. If you look at something, so there are principalities and powers and darkness over territories. They, they hang around in every territory. In Egypt, for instance, the Lord told Moses to demand for Israel release. And Eo broke loose. Pharaoh decided to increase the, the burden of their slavery. He refused to let them go. You see, the Lord has told Moses that Pharaoh wouldn't let Israel go except by a mighty hand. So, what did he do? Look at Exodus 3 verse 19. So, that is the kind of war we are fighting. Moses fought his own battle. The Lord told Moses, go and meet Pharaoh. But did it happen easily? No, sir. Did it happen easily? No, sir. No. Oh. It's a fight. Look at the kind of fight Moses fought with Pharaoh. Exodus 3 19. So, look at, look at what God told Moses. This is Exodus 3 verse 19. Look at what he says. I am sure. That the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. So that is, they needed. So God had to equip Moses supernaturally. Look at Exodus 4, verse 17. Exodus 4, verse 17. It says, And thou shalt take this rod in thy hand, wherein thou shalt do a sign. Ha <laughs> ha. Thou shalt do a sign. So, this shows us that Pharaoh was not. The enemy, but there were principalities in Egypt that wanted to keep Israel in captivity <clears throat> to frustrate the promise that God had with Abraham and Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was simply the human vessel through which they expressed themselves. That's why Paul says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers of darkness in high places. So that's why you can see police coming to stop you. They are just human vessels yielding. I'm trying not to be careful. I don't want to be careful in this series. Yes, sir. They are just human vessels yielding to operations of the darkness. Just like Pharaoh. Pharaoh was just a human vessel who yielded to the devil to frustrate God's word, to frustrate God's agenda, to frustrate God's mission. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why you will see some people telling you, don't preach there. Don't say that. We report you to public safety. Those are people who are yielding to the devil. So when Aaron cast down Moses' rod and he became a serpent, the social, do you notice that the sorcerers of Egypt did the same? They did the same. Although Moses' rod swallowed up their own. So the point is to show that the battle is not against Pharaoh. Rather, it was against the powers of darkness in Egypt. There was powers of darkness in Egypt. 
The ghosts of Egypt were real. One of the things we are going to study as the years progress, I'm going to walk you through. You know, there were seven plagues in Egypt. When, those seven plagues that must be, I will show you the seven different gods and seven different spirits that were active in Egypt. There was a strong force of darkness that over that city. So it was a strong war for Moses. I see, guys, let me tell you. We live in the United States of America. Where it's as though, let's be, let's be sincere with ourselves, it's as though there is a lot of work to be done. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Guys, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It's as though, if we are not careful, eh, darkness will just keep going. If you turn left, darkness, if you turn south, darkness, if you turn right, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And you know the funniest thing? We live in the hub of it, New York. We have to fight. It's a fight. 2023, we are fighting. I don't know about you, but I've told myself. Whatever it will cost me, I'll give it to you. If it will cost me not to eat for days, I'll give it to you. I've told myself. If it will cost me for my voice to go in prayer, I'll give it to you. If it will cost me to fast that I fall sick, which I will not, I'll give it to you. It's a fight. That your campus is possible is just a fight. We don't have to do a crusade for your campus to be saved. Just your preaching can change lives. We just have to fight. So the gods of Egypt were corporate. They were real. They executed judgment. And Moses waged war and executed judgment. In Exodus 12 verse 12, look at Moses. Exodus 12 verse 12. Exodus 12 verse 12. Are you getting blessed? The territorial church. Exodus 12 verse 12. I'm opening your mind to things, right? I'm making you see that the world is supernatural. It's not as ordinary as you think. It's not as ordinary as you think. It's not too. When you see people fall sick and just suddenly die, it's not normal. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It's not normal. Ah. <laughs> Exodus 12 verse 12. <laughs> For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, and I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. This is Moses talking. He says, I took. Israel's forceful. So it was a force. He said, if we execute judgment upon the gods of Egypt, hope you know there are gods in this our land. Hope you know. There are gods who, gods of clubbing that makes people want to club. Gods of distraction. Gods of false religion. Hope you know. There is a, a teasing, agnosticism. There are spirits. They are. Stop seeing them as what the devil wants. I told you. If, how many of you have listened to what does the devil really want? He doesn't want you to know. 
He doesn't want you to know what's going on. So he's blinding our he's blind not my eyes, but he's blinding their eyes with false information and making them feel like they are being wise when they are stupid. So after Israel's forceful release, the testimony was that God took victory over the gods of the lands of Egypt. That's why in Exodus 15 verse 11, look at Exodus 15 verse 11, Moses sang his song. He said, who is like unto thee, O Lord, who is like unto thee, O among the gods, does it make sense now? Yes, among the gods, those, that song is still you. Because he dealt with the gods of Egypt. Among the gods, who is like the glorious in holiness and fearful in praises. Always do. Do you not see the wonders he did? Our wonders are Ah! 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 We have, yes, sir. we have a fight. We have a fight. What I'm doing is preparing you for war. Yes, sir. You know, we are, it's like saying we, we are trying to tie our shoe. That's what we are trying to do. It's a war. There are gods in this, our lands we have to suppress. Until we suppress them, we cannot have, amount to anything substantial. I'm telling you the truth. I was listening to something Apostle Man said yesterday. He said, when the Lord sent him to Auchi, Auchi is a city in the Edo state. It's not even the capital city, it's just like a village. He said, he received a, he didn't want to go, but he had God tell him to go, and he went. He said, as he got into the city, he said that the only thing he saw in that city was a pastor. And they were pushing the pastor's car. People were able, people were pushing the pastor's car. Nothing, nobody can amount to anything in the city. Nothing. The pastor that was even there, that was even at least the best pastor, was struggling. Ah. He says, this where God sent him to. He said, what he did was to take a 40 days walk. He said, because he saw Bessie downside the city. He said, he, he did a 40 days prayer. Walked around the city. Subduing it in prayer. He said he, he knew all the places where there were witchcraft operations in the city. He said he went there, prayed, spoke God's word, walked around the city. He said today. You know, me and my friends were talking. We said, for you to go and start a church in Alchi, you will, you will try. Because the way Omega Fire Ministries has dominated that place, you can't you can't blow in that place again. You can, the word blue, let's use the word blue. You can't, you can't, it's very tough for you to, to go to that city that be popular. There is someone who has conquered it. And he was saying it, he, I was saying, I was saying, say from this place now, we are a 60 nation, from this village. <clears throat> ah, he fought, it was a war, he battled from this same Rochester. I'm telling you by the spirit of God. We are reaching the entire world. Amen. We are reaching the world. Amen. From your ministry location. Amen. Amen. In the name of God. Amen. 
because we are going to fight. Yes, yes, sir. We are going to pray. So you see why you are going to take the fasting seriously, right? Yes, sir. The fasting is starting tomorrow. It's not a new year for us, it's a fasting year. Yes, sir. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You see why you are taking this serious? Because we have a war to war, right? Yes, sir. We have a battle to fight. Yes, sir. Our life depends on this fasting. I don't know about you, but my whole life depends on you. Ah! We are, see, by, the, by this time in 2023, we are going to be singing like Moses. Yes, it's like unto Jesus. Yes, oh, Lord. Who is like unto Because instead of us planning to have a church, we are planning camp meetings. Yes, sir. We are planning how we will build a camp. Yes, sir. Because of how much we will have dominated this place. Yes, sir. Before I entered Rochester, God told me. He said, this city will open up. He said it will open up naturally and spiritually. That's what God told me. He told me last year before I came to this city. He said the doors will open in this city. I remember, I was asking my pastor, I said, is it possible for 201,000 people to be saved? He said, yes. 201,000 people are in this city, but we will fight. So I want you to map out your territories. How many students are in your school? How many students are in your area? You must have a thinking that God wants you to subdue the entire place. Think like you are the only one there. I know there are different churches that God is using, yes. But think like you are the only one that God has sent. That is how Moses taught. That is how Elijah God was thinking and God had to remind him that there are still other 70 other prophets. Look at in Exodus 18, verse 10 to 11. We'll finish this session, we'll take a break, we'll continue in the next session. Exodus 18, verse 10 to 11. But are you, are you understanding something? Yes, yes, sir. It says, I'm dead to say, blessed be God, who had delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who had delivered the people out of the hand of the Edisha. Look at what it says in verse 11. Now I know that the Lord is greater than what? Oh, oh gods. Ayah. Hope you know we have gods in this our city, in this our nation. There is still God, so. There is still Osho, there is still Emil. There is still Ajay. There is still... There is still Ota. There is still Oguidi. Trying to attack the gospel. Trying to attack God's mandate. Trying to, trying to stop it. What God is doing. That is why it seems like you will gather disciples. They will leave. It's, you have to war. Stop complaining. I say, Pastor, I don't know. Why, why don't you know? As you see it, Vijaya, eh? you start talking. You close your door. Oh, God, don't bogle to me. Eh? Are you getting what I'm saying? All the people that are against my life, against my leadership, whatever is doing me, whatever is making them not receptive to my voice, whatever is making them not receptive to my leadership, whatever is making me not have stable disciples, you start casting and binding. It's a war. Whatever is making my ministry not progress, not making me have stable teaching meetings. It's a war. The devil does not want it to happen. So that's why it seems like some pastors are discouraged. 
They try and attempt, no result. They try something, no result. That's why even you, you are discouraged. You preach like this. Ah, you knew that this was supposed to... How many of you? You go for some meetings. You, you attended your discipleship and you know, this is supposed to be better than this. How many of you that has happened to you? It is because you did not fight. We are supposed to be more than this. As a local church. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the count we have, we are supposed to be more than it. But we've been playing. We've been joking. We are going to war. We are going to fight the war. It is, see, it is, we are going to face the devil's eyeball to eyeball like this. You own is the problem. We have the power. Bring it all. We are going to confront. That's why we are going to be stronger on healings. Ah, you are going to use sick this year. Yes, I pray for you. Yes, it's going to happen. Yes, the sickness you are going to heal, you are going to be surprised. Ah, ah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. He says, now I know the Lord is greater than all the gods. For in the thing which thou as dealt proudly, he was above them. So you see, there are principalities of darkness that oversee territories. So that's your school, that's your ministry location. There is a principality and power there. And their job, what is their job? Their job is to influence darkness all over that particular territory. That's why it's as do some people will enter a particular university and they will backslide. That's why some people will enter a particular room, a particular hostel, and they will just lose their fervency for God. Some people will just mingle with certain people, and that's it. Because the forces of darkness are working actively. I told you, they don't take a break. They will never let their captive go without a fight. You have to bully, terrorize them as a church. So as a church, we have to bully them. Terrorize them. Leave these people. Let my people go. We have to be like Moses. Let my people go. So that's your disciple. It is still possible to get him back. All you have to do is to fight. You then take your hands off this person. In the place of prayer. Some of you are even seeing your disciple taking a wrong step and you are looking. We're done. You person is taking the wrong step. You are not praying. Moses said, Let my people go. But was it only with words? Was it only with words? What if he was fighting? Do you know how many times he had to return? Do you know how many times he had to return to say that statement? He kept going back. He kept going back. He kept going back. So you keep praying. You keep praying. You keep praying, you keep praying, you keep praying. We are doubling our prayer life as a church this year. Let my people go. You devil, you get your hands over my, over my disciples. I pray for you as a church. The devil cannot have you. None of you, the devil will have. I'm not going to cry over anyone that the Lord has given you. All the members that we have as a church, 
Everyone will be strengthened. Everyone will be stable. Amen. We will go for others. Amen. Let's be seated. You cannot, we can't do this by holding programs. This is no program. Oh, glory meeting. Oh, this. <coughs> you can't do it by holding even useless programs. We can hold programs, but useless programs. Pizza night. Praise jams. Cause. <laughs> you can't keep inventing all profitable programs so that you can seduce people to your church. That's not it. You are not fighting. So a lot of people can be pulling crowds. And that does not mean they are taking over the territory. A lot of churches, let me tell you something. A lot of churches can be full. They can have a lot of crowd inside their church. But you see, that did not also mean that they are taking territories. What exactly is your crowd doing in that territory? That is it. Is your crowd active in that your territory? Influencing the place. I remember I had some I asked somebody a question about four years ago or so. And it was in the lobby. And I was and we we're talking about my pastor's church. I was saying, and the person was like, I was telling the person, go to St. Cole and say, ah, I know they're they are everywhere. Ah, I like that statement. And I prayed the prayer for myself. I said, my ministry will be everywhere like this. Amen. That somebody will say, I say, ah, those supernatural people, they are everywhere. Amen. I just met somebody yesterday. I met somebody yesterday. They are everywhere. It's going to be said of us as a ministry like that. Amen. Because our voice is getting loud. Amen. See, our voice is getting loud. Our voice is getting Let's pray. Let's pray. Those that God has called you to reach. 
Just now, I just saw some of you gathering like 10 people, teaching them that they are getting sick. Amen. 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 Every corner. You know what I just saw? I saw us every corner. Find the host of darkness. 
are they subduing the forces of the enemy? So Satan doesn't mind you pulling crowds if he doesn't translate into his territorial domains in his kingdom. He likes the crowd, he doesn't, he, he doesn't mind. But are those crowds, are the men we are reaching, are the men we are teaching, are they influencing their place? Are they strong on evangelism? Are they strong on healing the sick? Are they strong on doing the works of Jesus? In fact, he would rather keep you to be crowd busy and occupied so that you will not face your business as a local church like Moses. We're going to be like Moses. The church has to stand to enforce the power of God over the territories. So Rochester, hear the voice of the Lord. Uh-huh. We are coming. Yes. As an The whole of New York hear me and hear God. We are coming. All the 50 states in the U.S. It is this year. I don't know how it's going to happen. The Lord told us in meeting and said, in the next 10 years, our work will be in every way in the United States. It's starting from this 2020. Yes, sir. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. We will fast. Enough is enough. Yes. Enough is enough. Let's be seated. Like Moses, the church has to stand to enforce the power of God over their territory. The church of Jesus was giving birth to empower. The church of Jesus was giving birth to empower. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 1, verse 18 to 23. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you will know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glory, of this exceeding heavens in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards world who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised Jesus from the dead. So the church was born in power. So in God's design and God's plan, the church will only thrive and fulfill that purpose if he stays in power. I am going to teach you a lot in 2023 about the supernatural. About the power of God. We need it like never before. We cannot fight this war without power. We can't. You have to know the techniques of how to heal the sick. You have to know the intricate of how to raise the dead. You have to know it. So when we refuse to walk in and walk with God's power, we put ourselves in the messes of the darkness, in the messes of the power of darkness. So in Satan's subtlety, he has convinced us to get, you know what Satan has done? He has convinced us to glorify entertainment and optics. He has made us to care about the beauty of our meeting halls, the quality of the sound we use. Ah, that place is so that the, the place is so beautiful. So a lot of churches are very concerned about how they'll be keg lights, how they'll be, how the stage will be so designed, how everything, the camera pictures, you know, how want our camera to be good, how our how our, how our beauty location, let's beautify these excellence. The, 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 you see a lot of churches, all they are talking about is excellence, excellence. <laughs> they, because you know why they are doing that? They turn their back on the power of God. What excellence did Brilly Graham have? 
What excellence did Rehabonki have when he's holding crusades and millions of people are getting saved? What excellence did Shasfini have when he turned 60,000 people in this same Rochester saved? What excellence did Pastor Adeboye have reaching 196 nations? What excellence did Apostle Suleiman have when he turned an entire village to a city? What excellence did Bishop Boyedepo have that he moved to a village and you don't understand? 100,000 worshippers go to that village. Go to Ota, was a village before. And that place has become a city because of one man. Ah, redemption camp, redeemed redemption camp was a was bush. And millions of worshippers take a ticket, buy flight, travel down because of one man. Ah, you are that one man. That, one man. that God will use. That God will use. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, In your different ministry locations, men will seek after you. Amen. Men will seek after you. Amen. Men will seek after you. In the name of God. What, what excellence did Reverend Naika have, my pastor? Ah! That thousands of people gather. They know they are going to pray 24 hours. Pray 20 something hours. They are going to die in prayer. And thousands of people came across the nations of the world to stay there. You see, excellence. No. It's because the man has something. You don't understand. They did not tell them that they are going to give them drink or juice. All they told them is that they are going to pray for 24 hours and they are there. One man. So, the, when we lose our mandate as a church, we will start focusing on the rubbish. Uh, let's beautify the environment. Let's make the clear light. Excellence. Uh, let's have a touch of excellence. Ah, ah. Let's have AC. Let's have this. You think demons are looking for 5 m You think demons care about your 5 m <coughs> A lot of young people who pioneer churches are looking for where to start. They are looking for money. Oh yeah, let's go. They are putting themselves under peer pressure. Let's go and buy um, this keyboard. Let's go and buy this. Let's go and buy. Yeah, we, we, still, we, still, we still haven't bought keyboard yet. The one we have is the one we still use. Till it cannot be used again. There's no rush. You think demons have time for those things. They want to oppress and destroy the lives of people. You think you are, you are looking for keyboard. You are looking for drone. We are going to buy it too. We will buy drone. We use the keyboard. But you think that's what the devil is after? People are still sick. People are still... They are still mentally retarded people in homes. You know, it's every day that, me, me, that mentally retarded people are recruited in homes. Because that's how they make money. To pay people. Um, churches are looking for a uh, pizza night, suya Sunday. When we have to be training armies to be ready to fight the battle. 
So you see what is happening. A lot of people are getting saved, yes. But how many people are doing the work that God wants us to do? Our own church will be a church where all the men are committed to the work of Jesus. Amen. So, listen to me as I begin to start to round up gradually. God's power works. We have a proof that God's power works. It has raised Jesus from the dead. And the armor has been proven. He works for us. And that will work for us. We will confront the Goliath of our today. <laughs> the Goliath of atheism, The Goliath of false religion. The Goliath of Buddhist. Sikhism and animism. The, the Goliath of agnosticism. The Goliath of distracted fellows. Distraction that want to creep into young people's hearts. The Goliath of clubbing. The Goliath of smoking. The Goliath of party. We are going to deal with those Goliaths. Because God's power. So why you? You are busy. You know a lot of preachers, they are busy looking for how to fine-tune their voice. So they will be speaking like, you know, Jesus, this is that. Oh, can, can, can they kiss me? I don't care. Whether I speak you, whether I speak Igbo, speak anything. As far as that voice can raise the day, I don't mind. As far as somebody will hear me, and when they hear me, they encounter the power of God. That's it. Whether the asset is a thick asset or is a soft asset, is you that know. Demons are not after. Hallelujah. Just, just lift, lift our hands and just wave your white pass to the wall. He just, oh. And you know, no substance, no power. You have good diction, no power. You have good eloquence, no power. <laughs> Do you know what that means? All those dictionaries. You are just like a celebrity, a showman. Some people are busy learning how to. You see some ministers of the gospel, they are learning how to dress. That's what they teach some people in some churches. How to dress. Some churches, you will come late, they will call for you. You see some sisters, they have, they have trained some sisters to, to carry plankard. You are, we are glad you are here. And you came late. They will pour rose petals. <laughs> they will pour rose petals on your head for coming late. And we say that's a church. <laughs> Not church. <laughs> that's a disco center, my dear. So sisters will stay outside. They will, they will, they will have trained them. They will make sure that they are fine ones. They will check. There are some churches they will check your face. Ah, you, you cannot be an usher. Uh, I just say, ah, you. Your face, your face fit prayer warrior. Your face for demon. <laughs> then you, ah. You, God. They check it. Yours is for choir. Yours is for ushering. No. Evangelism. It's <laughs> not church. So we have to wake up. Tell the neighbor, say we have to wake up. Yeah, we have, we to, have to, wake to wake up. up. So the measure of fulfillment of a church purpose is the territorial influence that she exerts. So to what extent at God's kingdom 
be fulfilled in our territories. I know some of you, we, all of us, are, have different ministry locations, have different, we are, some of us even came from different states here. It shows that we have a mandate. Let me tell you a story. It was said that Charles Finney once entered a town filled with alcoholics. And as he took charge of the territory, all the bars closed down and all the alcohol, alcoholics turned to Jesus. I also heard a story. I think it was John Gillick. I can't remember which exactly. He was recorded that he, he, he ministered in that city and 100 years later, they did not sell liquor in that city. That a journalist had to come and buy liquor. They said, ah, did you not hear what happened about 100 years ago? It's John Knox. Okay. Did you not hear what happened about 100 years ago? This person came and changed this city. Ah. <laughs> That's taking charge. I just told you, Bishop Uyibiku, Potter, Abosulema, Aochi, Legacy by the Expressway, Pastor Iyadebui. It seems like the men that go use take charge of territories. Rochester Revival, we can trace it to Charles Finney. What about your ministry location? Can they trace it to you? Ah. That it was said that when this person was on this campus, this entire mean this entire campus was turned upside down. You know, I heard the story. I was in Uncle Ratiki Brown was there with us that day. And Lynn Amon said, she said that in Minnesota, she 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 she, she was she went to downtown and she found out that in that area in downtown they were having clubs, right? Yeah, having clubs, gay clubs in that area. And Lilamo told us, she said, all she just did was to tell her husband, and her husband rent her his, his, his space within the downtown. And she would go there every morning, every night to pray. See, in no less than a short while, all the gay clubs closed. That's taking charge. That's a demon. You will see it as is a club now, it's a street club, it's everything. But there are spirits involved in it. Do you know when they are in a location, that is enough temptation to tempt even you that you are still even trying to help yourself to go. But if there is no street club anywhere in your city, you won't be tempted to go anywhere now. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's taking charge. We are going to confront things like that into anxiety. Some places we have to close down because of us. Some campus clubs we no longer operate to. Oh, I'm telling you, all those times that people give to campus clubs, they will give it to prayer meeting by the power of God. Amen. Because we are going to fight. So, it's so. That is what territorial influence is all about. So the truth is that whenever you see a particular deviant behavior prevalence in the territory, one of the things you should observe is what are the things in your ministry locations? Be very deliberate. You know your ministry location. What are the things that are 
deviant and peculiar in this place. It is often due to a demonic influence. If there are notorious criminals, courtism, prostitutions, robbery, it is you might think they are just, they are just mere um, social vices and all of those things. No, they are a result of a territorial influence of demon in that territory. So when you see strength, it's just like doing mission is possible. I went to pray. One of the longest prayers. I went to pray across the city. I just took it. It's true. Around the city. I just went. And I got to a particular place. I think it was South Avenue. I don't know. And my God. I, it was like even police was packed there so that anybody would behave themselves in their drinking and smoking. And everywhere. In this same Rochester, nobody can tell me that's not in them. That's the activity of a strong demonic presence in that place. Smoking, coffee, everything, drugs. In fact, if you go through that street, they will, they will put it on the, on the street. Drugs, everything. You might think it's just a mere social vice, but that is a strong territorial demonic influence. So the local church in such territories are meant to wage war against those influences. So what's the work of churches? Is to fight those things. So that's why the devil doesn't like churches everywhere. That's why it seems like on social media, they are complaining. Why is this church upstairs and that church is downstairs and that church is there? That is God's plan. God wants churches to be everywhere. God, somebody say, warehouses are closing down for church. That is what God wants. That's what God wants. Yes, there will be jobs. Things will happen in other places, but God wants churches everywhere. And the essence of that is to fight the social vices, to fight the demons in those places. So, all our cells, all our centers, that's your responsibility. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, Ministry locations. I'm turning you to cell meetings. Every one of you, you are beginning to have cells on now. That's, it's not, it's not, I've turned you now to a cell leader. Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. To so go and produce yes, sir. cell members. Yes, sir. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. To the local church, in such territories, are meant to wage war against influences and replenish that territory, restoring it to order. So, what, so when we get to those places, it's just like God in Genesis 1. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, right? So when we get to our ministry, we go, wow, darkness was upon the face. What do we do? Let there be light. We start the war. Are you seeing it? We start to shine the light. So we have to ensure that in our territories, the only thing that is consistent with the Spirit Consistent with the spirit and the kingdom of God becomes prevailing. When we establish the rule of God's kingdom in our territories, it becomes difficult for demons to roam about freely. Demons can't roam about in Ottawa. They can't roam about freely. They can't roam about freely in Auchi. They can't roam about freely in Lagos if they respect me. Are you getting what I'm saying? They must not roam freely in your ministry location. I want you to go back to your campuses, your ministry locations. 
and say, no, not in this place. There are certain things I tell myself. There's, you know, if you, if, you, if you have followed us in the course of the year, there were, there were times we were praying about certain accidents in the cities. Why? God has sent us here. Not under our watch, are we going to be recording deaths? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, Some things cannot happen. I am in this city. Oh, I came with the voice of the Lord to this place. I did not send myself. And also in your ministry location, you have to be bold. God has sent me here. I did not send myself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, I'm, 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 this. I'm not referring to people who attend our churches in Lulu, but people in our localities. Chance, Voodoo, all of those things. We cease to work in our locations because those demons who have their life wires will be disarmed. So, that's, so when the Philistines brought the Ark of God of Israel into their territories, their gods fell down. Because the entire place knew that something strange and superior was in town. They knew that their God has been subdued. Their gods has been subdued before the God of Israel. And that's how things should be. You read that story in 1 Samuel 5, verse 1 to 7. Another story I want us to see before we end it today is Elijah. Are you, are you following me, guys? Elijah. Elijah stood as God's prophet over Israel. The prophets and the prophets of Baal poured upon their God. There was no answer. No demon could respond that day when they were doing that conquest. In Isaiah, in 1 Kings 18, verse 1 to 29. 1 Kings 18, verse 1 to 29. He said, call your gods. Is he sleeping? Is he this? Now, watch something. Do you know that? Their Baal has been answering them before. But Elijah has seized it before that day. He has seized and dominated their power. So that's why he was good. He said, Pour water, cry, call him. Is he sleeping? Wake him up. It did not just happen by just going to exact power. He has done something. He has fought the war. He has fought the war. That's the kind of bullying influence the church should have. Such that it will be recorded. I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, it's not going to happen when we are dead. In this same Rochester, it will be recorded just like Charles Finney again that this is a Christian city. Amen. 201,000 people will be saved. Amen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's this city will be known such that they will say, you know, I had this vision years ago. I shared it. I think only favor know this there because we had the ministry we we're doing there. We used to call it the League of the Pacers, and the essence of that was to raise Christians. I had a vision then, and that vision was that, such that we have a city, such that people, just a plane touching down in this city, if a sick body is healed, they would just say, just fly to Rochester. Just fly to Rochester. We don't know what will happen, but there's just something around Rochester that will make you healed. That is how we are going to dominate it, though. And it's going to be said like that across all our ministry locations, Amen. all our churches, Amen. because we are going to fight. Amen. So we should make our territories a no-fly zone for demons. No one should get any response from God 
from, from gods or demons in our territory. The kingdom of God must be in active demonstrations. So, the hour has come for us as a church to become territorial in our operations. The host of darkness are getting bolder and their effrontery is increasing. Satanic vices are on the rise. Gay is increasing. Lesbianism is increasing. There's now pride day. Everything is just... Are you seeing? Things are just advancing. We have to take charge. The church is the only answer to these questions. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The church is the only answer to all of these questions. Now in our today's day, gay is being legalized. Lesbianism, okay. Pride Day is being celebrated. It's like, it's, it, do you know what is happening? Do you know what that Pride Day looks like? It looks like idol worship to me. It looks like a day where we are celebrating a God. The God of lesbianism and homosexuality. That's what it looks like to me. Those things are being celebrated. Clubs, smoking. We are going to take charge. The hour has come. These kind of teachings are teachings that the devil does not like. <laughs> but the hour has come. The hour has come. It has. So we are the ones mandated to bind the power of darkness and to lose the operations of the kingdom of God in our territories. We are the ones. So there are churches today. So as a church, we must be focused on reaching the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let your mind expand. You have friends in several places. Give them messages. Are you getting what I'm saying? We must be focused on reaching the world. You have siblings. You have people in different places. We must be focused on reaching the world. And let me tell you, I'm open to travel. I'm open to go anywhere to take the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm ready to come to any city for the gospel. As far as I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. We are in a war. The devil will not have North America. I've been praying about this for years. The mandate of my life, yes, is to reach the world, but majorly North America. The devil cannot have it. North America, South America, Latin America. It's too late. America was built on a God we trust. We are returning back. Are you hearing We are going to take charge. So that shows it's not only the church in Rosetta that can do it. Indiana Church will do it. Yes, Bloomington will do yes, it. North Dream will do yes, it. Sir. More churches we are having will do yes, it. Sir. Are you getting what I'm yes, saying? Sir. So everywhere we are, we are advancing the kingdom of God. Yes, we are shining the light in dark places. Are you seeing it now? Yes, so are you is the Bible making sense to you now? Yes, so when God said let there be light, it was a fight. It was a war. Yes, so the hour has come. The hour has come. So we must take it to God's word. So that's why Jesus commanded, committed this mandate to his disciples. What did he tell them? He instructed them to go to Jerusalem, Judea. Look at what Jesus told 12 people to do. He says, go to Jerusalem, go to Judea, and to the uttermost part of the world. See, let me tell you, there were places in that their place, those nations that Jesus mentioned, are not places they could easily go to. There are places that they will require visa. The things they will do this, the things they will do that. But God told them to go there. So that shows visa is not our problem. Yes, sir. It's not our problem. 
he already gave us a mandate to reach the world. And one of the things he told me, is this, go and light up the dark places across the nations of the earth. That's what God told us. That's the mandate of our church. The supernatural church, lighting up the dark places. That is it. So, he told them, he committed that to them. So that shows, you have people online, you have friends, ensure they are enlisted in the hand. We are going to do it by prayer, by feeding on the world. Now we are already online. We are going to push out the world. So their influence was to begin in their immediate community. So in your immediate community, you are looking at your immediate community, you are also looking at our Look at what happened to them in Acts 5, verse 27 to 28. Look at what was said of them. Acts 5, verse 27 to 28. Acts 5, verse 27 to 28. I'm almost done. And we'll, we'll, we'll finish this session. We'll take a short break. A couple of hours break. And we'll come back again. Acts 5, verse 27 to 28. It says, and when they had brought them, they had set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command that ye should not teach this name? Behold, look at what it says. Behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. Ha, this will be said of us. Let's pray. That will be said of us in our ministry. Yes. Yes. That ah, it's just that voice they are hearing. Ah, it's just that person that is that that people. It's just that people that is everywhere teaching. He says they fill Jerusalem with their doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Ah, ah. wow. He said they feel. So we can fill an entire school with our doctrine. Yes, sir. The whole of Bloomington can be taken with our doctrine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How that Christ died, how that he was buried, how that he rose again. They filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. Do you know that in Acts 8, Samaria also opened up. They kept spreading till the Gentile nations were, were, see that, were submitted to the power of the kingdom of God. So your immediate territory is your first business. Are you getting what I'm saying? Where you stay is your first business. Where we stay, your school, your ministry location is your first business. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, we are going to fill that place first. Yes. We'll give 5% to outside people. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Those that are not with us. But our immediate locality is our, is our work. Does it make sense? Yes. So those of you that came from other states, 
that place must be your, your location. You must fill that place with your budget. Yes. Does it make sense? Yes, sir. You will give 5% and that this 5% is just me adding it to. We give 5% to outside. So that all that place is too. The whole end will be filled. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. But your immediate location is your first business. So a pastor cannot be focused on only audience. That's why I tell you, please, let's build gradually. Let me still know who is listening to us for now. Let's know what we are doing. We ask. The influence of his ministry is neither heard or felt in every place he's planted. Some people are very popular online, but in his own location, nobody knows it. But he has what he has hundred thousand followers on Instagram. But in his own city, in the mention, who is Pastor Shikolo Shokolo? Nobody knows him. That's a false impression, a false name. It should be said that ah, there is a man of God in that city. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ministry influence must first be local. IUPUI, Bloomington, you have, we must dominate it. It must first be local. Before we, we start saying we are reaching the nation of the world, we are online, we are everything, we must first have a solid work on ground. Because we can't be busy with online audience and we doing brand influence and we doing brand awareness. You know one of the reasons I don't put I do I don't intend to start posting flyers of our church meeting yet. I don't have enough people on my on my contact who can come to my church. So why am I posting it? <laughs> I don't even get what I'm saying. If I say join us for Sunday service today, how many people are using Rochester? They want to come. Oh my god. I don't even get what I'm saying. I don't intend to post it for now. By the time I start posting it, we'll probably have been global. Are you getting that? Yes. I don't have that. Well, the people that I, I know how to reach you. We know how to talk to ourselves. You come to service, you come to service, and it's going to increase. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's going to increase. We will keep reaching ourselves. By the time we cannot, okay, we cannot say, yeah, all right. <laughs> this is the time. So, the primary people you are sent to are people in your specific territories. Let me tell you the truth. Those that God has sent you to are those in your location now. Those in your ministry location now. Those are those who God has sent you to. Your friends, yes, they are, in your, they are also in your location. Those on your contact on your WhatsApp, yes. Those, they are the people that the Lord has sent you to. And that is where you are. So as we wrap up in this section, as the territorial church, Psalm 24, verse 1 to 10. As we wrap up, now, Psalm 24. Is it making sense? Yes, sir. It has to make sense. And, uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back. Take a break for a couple of hours. We'll come back. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that we don't exact too much energy because tomorrow we begin the 40 days. Ah, yeah. So we need to wait when I give you a break. It's not, we are not fasting this meeting. We will start tomorrow.
in the power of the name of God. Yes. Yes. We are ready for war. Yes, sir. Forty days old. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are not breaking any day. Yes, sir. We are not breaking any day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah, pastor. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yes, Pastor, I'm sorry, I did not know. I mistakenly drank coffee. Yes, Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You will not mistakenly. Yes, Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know, mistakenly got taste. I open your freezer on. <laughs> Before five o'clock. <laughs> We have a war to war, right? Yes, sir! So you see why we are fasting? Yes, sir! That's why I'm teaching us this. Yes, sir! Now you will know why you... So when you are praying, nobody will tell you. Ah, shut up! Are you seeing me? Yes, sir! And I know. Ah, we are going to have our best of answers. Oh, my name! Verse 1. The earth is the Lord, yes. and the fullness thereof, and the world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods, which shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, which shall stand in his holy place. He that hath a clean heart and a pure heart, who has lifted up his soul unto vanity and sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessings of the Lord and righteousness of God in the salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, and they that seek thy face. O Jacob, seller, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting lords, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, lift them up, O ye everlasting lords, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts is the king of glory. So the O-F is the Lord. So this means Jesus wants to reign in every land. Jesus wants to reign in 56 states. I think it's 51. It was Washington. I think so. But they are all, I, I found out that there are other highlands in the United States that it's making it more than 50. So it's about the almost main, 60. The main, one is 50. Those are the main ones are 50 and the other one. Jesus wants to reign on every land. He wants to reign in every country. He wants to reign in every city, every campus. He said, the earth is the Lord's. So the Father's promise in Psalm 2 that we saw is that he will give us the uttermost part of the earth, right? In Psalm 2, he says he will give it to us as an inheritance. So in God's plan, Satan has no control over any territory. So he is just trying not to let it happen. He has no control over any territory. As his kingdom advances on earth. So this is the triumph of light over darkness. So just as Moses recognized in the beginning, let there be light, and there was light. So that's why David prophesied that the gates have to be lifted over. So as, as we see the as we see the word gate, remember that Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, when he says, the gates of hell will not prevail. They will build my child, the gates of hell will not prevail. The gate of hell we are thanked. So that means the gates of hell we are thanked to stop. What that means in that Matthew 16 means the gates of hell we are thanked to stop Jesus from his resurrection. Jesus from being raised from the dead. But thus, the building of the church 
but first building his church that will attempt but that but that attempt will fail and indeed it failed he rose from the dead the gates of hell wanted to stop Jesus' resurrection, but he failed. So because Jesus has risen from the dead, we now have the local church. We have the church, the body of believers. <laughs> Glory to God. So, so, so we have that already. So we are in the victory side. We are actually on the winning side. But we have a war to war. So when Jesus used the gate of hell, he definitely referred to oppositions. Against the church. It refers to the power of darkness. So when it says in Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lifted up. What does it mean? It simply means that the power of darkness will be taken out of the world and be removed for Jesus, the King of glory, to come in. Does it make sense now? Yes, sir. That's what it means. So it says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, in verse 7. That's Psalm 24, verse 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gate, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door, and let the King of glory come in. Are you seeing it now? It simply means that the powers of darkness will be taken out of the way, will be removed for Jesus, and the King of glory will come in. That is, he will take his place and his reign in all the earth. So I want you to observe something here. There's a question that, not, that was not asked in verse 8, in Psalm 24, verse 8. Who is this king of glory? He says, who is this king of glory? This isn't David asking a question. Because David surely knew it was the Lord. If you pay attention to the scriptures very well, you will say that this same question, Pharaoh asked Moses this same question. Look at in, in Exodus. Put your hands here. Go to Exodus 5, verse 1 to 2. Because we are going to be challenged also. We are going to be challenged. And that's why I'm going to teach you a lot. So that you are, you are fortified in your doctrine. Look at it in Exodus 5, verse 1. It says, And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, For said the Lord of God, let my people go, that they may hold their feet in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? Are you saying that I should obey the voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. So when, Moses, when David was writing in Psalm 24 and saying, Who is this king of glory? He was referring us to something. What Moses said to Pharaoh is what David is saying here. Lift up your head so you get. So it's the same thing Moses is telling Pharaoh when he says, let my people go. That's the same. It's like the same. It's like repeating it in another word and saying, lift up your head so you get. Just like Moses told Pharaoh, saying, let my people go. And he says, so who is this king of glory? In David's Psalms and David's response to the enemy, see how David is describing in verse 7. He says, He is mighty in battle. So, do you notice that one of the attributions they used to describe God was a God of war? How many of you have noticed it? I'm not talking of the game, God of War game. No. But God is a God of war. God is a God of battles. He is mighty in battles. He fights battles. This is his battle. Are you getting me? And God is on our side to fight it. That's why Paul said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, But they are mighty to the pulling down of the stronghold. So, so he says, lift up your heads when you get. It is not a confession or a mere affirmation. It's a battle sound. It's a battle cry. It is war. 
So the gates won't be lifted up just like that unless they are subdued in battles. So that is what Moses did in Egypt. He brought the wall to their gate and subdued the gods of the land. So we already have the work cut out for us as a church to take over territories, right? Yes. So now I'm sure by the reason of this teaching, you already know what the local church stands for, right? Yes, so why did God place us in each different location to subdue it, to influence that territory, to subdue darkness, right? To subdue sin, to take over death, right? That's our work. So why do we gather? We are gathered to train ourselves. So the local church is a training camp, a training place where you are energized. You receive strength. You receive training. You receive, it's like a boot camp. And you go and face the war. So where are we warring in evangelism, right? In healing the sick, right? Yes. In preaching, right? Yes. In follow-up, right? Yes. But we receive the training in our collective gathering. Does it make sense? Yes. That is it. So when God told, you know, upon the resurrection, when Jesus came in from the dead, what did he do? He gathered the people for 40 days. After he gathered them, he gave them a mandate. Yeah, now, I've trained you, I've equipped you. Go and reach Jerusalem, Judea, to the uttermost part of the earth. Are you seeing it? That's it. So we have the work out to take over territories. We must subdue the power of that. So our Lord is mighty in battle. And let me tell you, God is on our side. God is on our side. We will never fail. Mm -hmm. We will always win. Mm -hmm. So Psalm 2 verse 9, Psalm 2 verse 8, Psalm 2 verse 8, it says, Ask of me, and I will give thee the infant for their inheritance, and the uttermost parts for thy possession. Psalm 110 verse 1 to 2, says, Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until he makes their enemies thy footstool. Does it make sense now? It means his reign. And it says, the Lord send this rod of strength in Zion, the midst of thy enemies. So you see that God has enemies. Are you seeing it now? And you know God's enemy is not our, is not our enemy. Because we are in his image, right? Yes, we are in his likeness. Yes, we have his spirit. Yes, so his mandate is our mandate. Yes, and that's the mandate of the church. Look at him. The last text. Genesis 22. Verse 15 to 17. Look at what the Lord told Abraham. Genesis 22. Verse 15 to 17. Genesis 22. Verse 15 to 17. He says, and the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself I have sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son. What did he say? He said that in blessing I will bless thee. In multiplying I will multiply the seed as the stars of heaven and as the sands which is in the seashore, and the seeds have possessed the gate of his enemies. Can we say this is Genesis 1 again? Yes, and in thy seed, look at what happened in verse 18. Shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Hiya. Have you obeyed God's voice? You have obeyed his voice upon salvation by believing the gospel. So what will happen to you? In your seed shall the nations of the earth be blessed. 
I'm praying that for us as a church. We have obeyed God's voice. So Isaac was that prophetic symbol of Jesus. And that was the seed. Multiplying across the nations of the earth. To possess the gifts of the enemy. So the church is that seed. And as we march, the gates will be lifted up, right? The gates of the enemy. The king of glory will take his rightful place. In every land. Across the nations. And let me tell you, the hour has come. The hour has come. And I'm telling you this by the Spirit of God. We are having more force in our ministry location. We are, our voice is getting stronger and louder in Rochester and beyond. Amen. In your ministry locations, your ministry, you know what is happening? Our church is standing strong. Amen. And no gates of hell will prevail. Amen. And, and we would influence the darkness. Amen. And take over. Amen. In the name of Amen. Put somebody says and let's just pray. partner and let's spread. The gates of hell will not prevail. If you don't have a ministry location, join one, join one. And let's pray. The gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell will not prevail.